Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Vicki. <laughs> On today's episode, we have my husband, Josh Huff. Woo-woo. I know. It's actually our second time around recording with him because... The first episode we were totally going to release for you guys, and then we actually went in and listened to the entire thing, no editing, and we were both kind of like, oh no. So like Wiley was in the background kind of crying, and then we were trying to feed him, and it just was not a good time, and we were not using good microphones. Yeah, guys, that was a rough episode, and I kept telling him, I was like, man, we really need to redo this, and Josh was like, no, it'll be cool to release something that, you know, (laughs) just started out, and I'm like, no. (laughs) Yes, so my thing with it was, in the, so like I said in the first episode, Wiley was crying so much, and, and not like crying, like it was like like whimpering. Yes, yes, and so I, I was trying to listen to it, and baby's crying drives me crazy. Yes. So, I'm like listening to it and then he'd make like a squeal and I was like, oh, and I'd pause it. And I was like, oh man, man, that's (laughs) annoying. And then I'd push play again. And like, I'd listen to it a little bit. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. We can do this. We can can get through this. And then he'd do it again. I was like, no, I can't. We're going to have to (laughs) re-record. And then you'd hear me jiggle puffs so I could give him a puff to like make him. (laughs) Yes. So I was like, oh gosh, let's go ahead and redo this. Um, so on Josh's episode, he's talking about men, depression, men, postpartum, postpartum depression, men, depression, all the way around. And we kind of go into a little bit on our relationship too, and how that's helped him as well with his depression, because we're able to communicate so well. So I think that's cool for other people to hear. Yeah. And I mean, I hate that Josh is going through this, but at the same time, I think it created a bigger bond or or like a better bond between you two. I agree. I agree. So um, according to a study by the American Journal of Men's Health, 13.3% of expectant fathers experience elevated levels of depressive symptoms during their partner's third trimester of pregnancy. I didn't know that either. And then it also says, um, as for the postpartum period, estimates of the number of men experience the postpartum depression or post parental depression is what it's called. Um, about four to 25%. That's according to Google. So that fact is off of Google, um, which I thought that's a 25% is a lot of people. Like I know it goes from four to 25, but 25% is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And, and not many people expect men to have it. Like, you know, everybody's always like, Oh, you know, the women can have it and you know, they coddle us and give us medication or help us, but nobody really thinks of the men's side. Like their life changes just as much as ours do. Right. And like, um, like I say in the episode, you know, I thought Josh was kind of being a a baby (laughs) at first. And then, you know, now that I don't think he's being a baby anymore and I see it every single day, um, you know, that gets me thinking, well, if I'm thinking that he's being a baby, I'm sure some, a lot of other wives are out there thinking their men are just being little tit bags. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I hope that if, if, they decide to reach out to their wives like Josh did to you that they're mm-hmm. not like, oh, whatever about it and push it off and brush it off because it can go a lot farther than most people think it can. Yes, I agree. It can be super scary. I mean, it's scary for me. And like Josh explained in the episode, you know, he's not thinking any negative thoughts like that, but like, it's scary for me to think about that every day. I've kind of gotten my postpartum depression under control, but like today, Josh is having a really bad day. He even called and scheduled an appointment with his doctor. 
That's how bad it is. Yeah. So, and we actually recorded last night, you guys. So today, like he was okay yesterday. And then all of a sudden today he like did a switch and he's not in a good spot. So he called and made a doctor's appointment for it. Um, it's just crazy. (laughs) I know. And like, I know we, we kind of cut up during it and try to make it, you know, more enlightening than it actually is. But like, I kind of choked up a little bit on some spots and I heard you choke up a little bit when you were talking (laughs) and I was like, Yeah, it's super sad just having to kind of see him go through that. It's and I can't do anything. Like there's nothing that I can do to help his brain. You know, yeah, and it's and it's the same for you as well. Like with your postpartum depression, he can't do anything to help you. So y'all kind of just try to come together and figure it out. For sure, for sure. So, um, you know, I just think that y'all need to hear this episode because, like we said, not a lot of men talk about it a lot. So you know, Josh brings that to light too during the episode. And I think if you're listening to this and your husband has acted a little different since y'all have had y'all's kid, sit him down and have a talk. You know, he, he may not be like, yes, I have it, but you know, he can, he'll learn to that. You're actually trying to figure out what's going on. And then maybe one day just be like, okay, look, there is something. Yeah. And that's what I did to Josh. Like he didn't really want to talk about it. He didn't want to talk about it. And then I kept being like, um, Hey dude, I think you're depressed. Like, I think this is what's wrong with you. And I was super adamant about it. And that's when he came to me and said, okay, I think I am depressed. And so from then, you know, just having that open communication and just kind of being like, I think this is what's wrong with you. And just every single day kind of staying on him about it, that helped, that helped him open up and actually go to the doctor. Yeah. And like Josh says in the episode as well, that men aren't going to come forth and tell you something's wrong with them. They're going to try to fight it themselves. And if you push and push and push and try to help them, then you're going to succeed. Exactly. Exactly. So we hope you guys enjoy this episode. Here's Josh Huff. You're listening to the Guac is Extra podcast and we're your hosts, Vicki Huff and Alyssa Huff. We're bringing you raw, real, and no BS conversations on parenting and life after kids. We're here to dive deep into this whole parenting thing and get some helpful tips along the way. They always tell us that the guac is extra. Well, so are we. Hey, hey. All right, Josh. So let's talk about men depression. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you make it sound like... Yeah. (laughs) It kind of sounds a little silly when I say it out loud, I think, but it's not silly, but like, you don't ever hear that talked about very often. So it's kind of weird when it comes out of my mouth, men depression, men pre or postpartum depression or whatever it's called. What is it? Parental postpartum depression is what men paternal postpartum depression. There we go. Is what it is called for men. Yes. Yes. So, um, when did you first start noticing, um, any symptoms? Well, I never really noticed the, the beginning symptoms. I don't think I thought it was just, you know, I'm tired or it's, uh, just another day or I didn't sleep good or work sucks or, you know, whatever, you know, with a newborn, it's just comes with the territory. The newborn doesn't really sleep unless you're Alyssa. And then you just, you know, I got lucky. Sorry. Three weeks <laughs> in, your guy just sleeps all night long, and you know that's great. But 
over time, it just starts stacking up one, one thing after another, after another, after another. And that's when you really realize that, oh, okay, this might actually be something serious. And I guess, uh, oh, I don't know, when did I go to the doctor the first time? Um, Last year sometime. I had my, let's see, Lily was born in January 2018. I started going to the doctor that March. So two months after Lily was born, I guess, was when I was like, all right, something, something's wrong. Something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And so I went to uh, the main center to see um, um, a urologist, actually. Really? And, uh, yeah, there's a urologist and they pulled a bunch of lab work. They did a bunch of blood tests and um, tested basically everything they could get their hands on inside of me. And uh, they came out and said, well, uh, a normal male at 28 years old should have testosterone between 750 and 1,000. Well, mine was at 200. And that is one of the big drivers for male depression is low testosterone, which is just part of it's natural uh it's just as you get older you don't make enough uh but uh, which is so weird because you wouldn't think that testosterone like affects that much of your actual being right absolutely but i mean without it i i can definitely see a difference with and without it like i know when i'm having uh, a low a low day <laughs> because you know, when i wake up that morning i just i'm i know that I, it's not gonna be a good day right was it today today you're having this morning, Clark woke up and he was super, super, super grumpy, just like screaming and not having a good time. And I think it was today. And Josh was just like, I have got to have a break. I cannot do this today. I am in a really bad spot. And I was like, okay, was what do you morning. need me to do? <laughs> I just, uh, I, I woke up. I, I don't know what it was. I just, uh, I woke up to Clark crying and I got him up and I fed him and I, something in the middle of changing his diaper and just you know, getting ready waiting on the bottle um that Vicky was making that's what me. it was uh, yeah just the, the way he was crying just inconsolable just right in my face uh it really I mean it, it kind of made me feel low as a parent because I was like you know I just I need to walk away right now I yeah and you can't, can't get him to calm down. Yeah, I can't calm him down. I, I, I don't know what to do. And I just, I just want him to stop. And, uh, and that's when you, when you came back there and I was like, look, um, today's going to suck. Right. I think that was one of the first things I said to you after, you know, can you make me a bottle and things like <laughs> that? I said, you know, today, today's going to be shit. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I can see, definitely tell. <laughs> Well, see, I'm kind of taken back because, yes, I knew about the testosterone thing because obviously we're family, but I didn't know that the postpartum depression started then. I thought it came, like, maybe after Clark because I know Lily was an easier baby than Clark was. Love Clark, but he's a little complicated <laughs> at times. He's a lot. So I, think, I think it's just you know, compounding. I think the, the postpartum depression was for sure, I think that was just the the trigger event that made me realize like hey some something is wrong but i think the testosterone thing has been going on for a while uh you know for my, my hair's falling out that's part of it i mean that's <laughs> that's been going on for a little while so uh i think that's just been a, a, a downward trend since you know in high school and just as it goes but having lily and having another person that depends on you for everything was just you know the cherry on top and it was like hey 
I got to figure something out. Right. And like, actually, Josh didn't even really want to talk about it. I had to kind of get it out of him that he even was feeling depressed because he was always in a mood and something was always wrong. And so I was like, what's wrong? Do you think it's this? I think maybe you're depressed. And then finally, one day he was like, I think I'm depressed too. And it's like, like Josh just doesn't show a lot of emotion. Like a lot of men don't either. So it was harder for me to tell. And I think that that contributes to a lot of failed marriages too, because, um, I think, I mean, I didn't even know that men, men depression was a thing. Like I obviously, you know, different people can get depressed, but not like prenatal depression. So I think like a lot of marriages fail in that aspect too, because the wife doesn't know that the, the, her husband is even depressed and he might not even know that either. So how are you supposed to tell somebody that you're feeling some type of way and you don't even know that you're actually depressed? And then you also have some women who are just kind of like, well, you didn't go through what I went through. So you're just being crazy. Like you'll get over it. Right. Right. I mean, we're, we're taught to keep everything balled up inside, you know, like don't, uh, don't cry. You're all right. You know, suck it up, whatever. I mean, part of that is, is part of growing up. If you, if you trip and there's really nothing wrong with you, there, there's no reason to cry. Really, right. Suck it up. But like, if there is something wrong, just because you're not, I mean, just because you're not bleeding on the outside, doesn't mean you're not dying on the inside, <laughs> but you know, we're always told you suck it up. When you're when you're in school, in junior high, high school, when the girls go and cry, or a, a girl starts crying, Honestly, what do you guys do? Well, yeah, we're always going like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. who did yeah. that to you? Yeah. I'll go with that boy's butt. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I got you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. A cry and everybody's good. Like, if I got caught crying. Catch some hands school, at the playground. It would be, <laughs> I, I would be mercilessly made fun of right like, that's just the way it is so yeah i do around like oh josh guys in school crying and other the bigger guys that were right. on the football team and stuff would make fun of them i remember things right. like that would right. go around that oh josh was crying in the locker room yeah. and you know being a pansy <laughs> and you yeah. know that kind of thing he's a big old b like, yeah you know, like, <laughs> just, uh yeah, and so it's we're just conditioned to never ever talk about it, and it's absolutely part of something that you know, would cause failed marriages. Because I mean, let's be honest if if we didn't talk, we wouldn't be here. Oh yeah, you'd for sure have some type of attitude problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that like growing our family has um, adding Clark in? Did that add any more strain to your depression? Uh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you're adding another human right. being to take care of. It's just you. Luckily, I had addressed it before we got to the two-child area. If I would have waited until after Clark, um, it would have been probably a deep, dark place. Yeah, it'd have been really <laughs> hard and really bad. And I, I you know, I, I don't know. It might not have been good. But hey, you, you never know. But I do know that because I've addressed it and the way I've been with, with other things in my life, ADHD in particular, like once I can get a grasp on it and figure out, all right, this is what it is. This is what it feels like when I'm starting to lose my grip, Mm -hmm. then I'm, I'm normally better for it. So I might not be able to adapt immediately on the fly, like never skip a beat, but I won't be down and out for months 
and just trying to muddle my way through the next day and figure it out. Like today sucked. Today mm-hmm. was garbage. But literally piecing together the things that aren't right because because I figured out myself enough that I can put the places put the pieces that are in the wrong spot back. So even though today was awful, I'm able to, you know, go to bed tonight knowing that tomorrow, even if it's awful, uh, I can fix it again. But more than likely, because of what I work, the work that I put in mentally today, uh, it, it'll be better. That's a good mindset to have. Yeah. A, kind of a weird question uh, to add to it. So you say like dependence. I mean, obviously Lily is a dependent on you and so is Clark. Do the dogs add more to that as well? Like with, I mean, because you have two kids that are running around and you're trying to take care of, and then you got your animals who who are fighting and, you know, or just being all right. Oh, yeah. Update. So update for that. So um, some of y'all might not know, but we have three dogs, Arrow, Axel, and Montana. And Montana and Arrow totally 100% hate each other. And so they cannot be out at the same time. They have to, one has to be in the kennel, one has to be out. They cannot be in the same room together. They cannot be nose to nose. Like it's just a very stressful situation. So yeah, <laughs> answer Alyssa's question. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I need to know. That's a lot of stress on it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stress. And, yeah. and not to mention the two girls don't get along, but the male is death. Oh, yeah. So, not <laughs> only do well. they not get along, but they're needy. And because uh, because the girls don't get along, un- unfortunately, they spend periods away from us. And that, that means whenever they come back to us because the other one is away, then all they want, I mean, back to us as in, in the room with us. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not sending them away right. for, <laughs> you know, weeks at a time. No, we're not doing that. But uh, whenever they're in the room with us, then all they want is our attention. They want it on our lap. They want all over us. And there's two of them, and they're big. And we've just had two big kids all over <laughs> us. And really, sometimes it's it's very frustrating. I just, I want them to go away. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Right before uh, we got on this call, Axel was being Axel and knocked the iPad and literally everything else off the table because Vicky got up and walked in the house. <laughs> so he got up and walked in the house and drug everything with him. And Josh proceeded to lose his I was, shiz. <laughs> I was so mad. I just 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 mad like he didn't do anything <laughs> they're totally than... locked outside right now oh, yeah. we're in the garage you guys can't see they're, they're totally <laughs> that's how mad he was outside. so so i would definitely say that the dogs add stress yeah, I mean, <laughs> on yeah, top of for you sure. for sure i mean it's nothing that a dog do it go ahead i was gonna say the reason I bring that up is because i mean we all agree that you know dogs are family as well and so like having dependents and taking care of them and them stressing you out. Like, I, I mean, obviously that's a family thing. So that's why I wanted to right. kind of bring that to the light as well. Yeah. Fun stuff. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So Josh, you go out of town a lot for work. Um, does that ever have an, like an impact on your depression at all? And I if mean, so, how are you able to kind of deal with that? I mean, I miss the kids obviously. And I miss you. Right. I miss you too. But <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's kind of a break. Just, yeah. Even if it's just uh, the drive, you know, from here to wherever I'm going. Um, 
I don't like to be on the phone when I drive. I don't like to talk on the phone. I like to, to turn on podcasts and listen and drive and not worry about work for, you know, or kids or, or you for just, just a small period of time. It's nice to just <laughs> kind of basically completely unplug. Of course, I want to come home. Mm-hmm. And actually, it took me a while to come to terms with that's okay for me to enjoy the first part of my road trip. Right. The first part, the little bit of freedom that I get for just a little bit of time, that it's okay with that. But it, it definitely, I feel refreshed when I come home. Um, so the quarantine has been locking. I know. Uh, I don't always like you all the time. No, I want to strangle no, you. Same, same. Uh, <laughs> but I don't like being gone. Yeah. I like well, being I, home. But I also... I mean, Go ahead. What are you saying? Well, I was going to say, I mean, it's time, like, it's you time. You get to, like, right. take everything in and kind of, like, think about it and be like, you know, maybe I should address this situation a little different or maybe I should do things, you know, this way or that way. And you can kind of just jam your music or listen to your podcast and get some thoughts going in there. That's right. I mean, my, my best thinking time is when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, I spend a lot of time in deep East Texas where there's no phone <laughs> service. So even if somebody did need to call me, if a, a customer needed something, it's going to go straight to voicemail. Uh, so I have that that built in kind of cushion. I hate it that you can't get a hold of me yeah. uh, in case something was wrong. But for the customer side of it, it's nice. <laughs> But I mean, also too, like it goes to voicemail. So you get to choose when you can call them back compared to just like picking up the right. phone and, you know, talking. Right. That is true. So back to your um, depression, I had a quick question was, how did you feel when you realized that was what was going on, that you were depressed and that things kind of weren't going the way you wanted to? Defeated, actually. Like... Uh, so back to how we're built, we're told to you know, suck it up, keep it in, right? Mm-hmm. We're told, you know, we want to always be the best. We want to be the, we want to provide for our family. We want to do everything that we can. Uh, at this time, when I've discovered this and realized this, we weren't doing great financially. So it was, that was another layer of stress on it with a newborn, just stressed out. And, uh, I really, I felt like I lost. I felt like I was like, well, I didn't do enough and I didn't get there. And that was why it was so hard for me to come to you because coming to you and talking about it was admitting to defeat to somebody other than myself. And that was really hard. And uh, yeah. The way I think about it is that like you feel as if a part of your manhood has just been taken away from you. Yeah, you lost your man card. And yeah, to kind of go into that too. So like when, like I said, I didn't even know what, um, I didn't even know that this was a thing, right? So when you came to tell me in my head, of course I didn't say it out loud, but in my head I was thinking like, I just freaking pushed out a baby. Suck it up, okay? Like I just went through all this stuff and you're coming at me telling me you're depressed and I'm having to listen to this screaming ass baby all day and feed her and I got to go to work too. And like, I was like, what? And so it's actually taken me, it didn't take me a while, but it took me just a, a couple of weeks to kind of get into the groove of things and realize like, okay, well, you know, if I can have these problems, why can't Josh? Yeah, I mean, because he's, he's home with us all day. His life changed just as much as yours did. Yeah. Right. 
So it definitely was a learning curve for me. And like I said, I, I do think that it really affects a lot of marriages because men don't realize that this is a, this is a big thing that happens to a lot of people. Like a lot of Josh's friends actually go through this too and didn't even realize that they were having it until we kind of all started talking about it. And we were like, well, Hey, you probably depressed too, man. Like <laughs> yeah, four of my seven coworkers have been, are in, have gone to the doctor for the same symptoms as I have, have are on some kind of medication, go to therapy or whatever to deal with this four out of seven. And Josh's job is actually, what is it? One of the highest um, drug, uh, drug abusing. Abuse, uh, drug abuse, alcoholism, divorce rates, gambling problems. Uh, sales is a, <laughs> is a gambit. Yeah, I mean, kind of like a whirlwind. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it, you kind of grab onto the train and hold on and, and hope you don't fall off. But it's definitely a slippery slope. I mean, I'm eternally thankful for everything that you do, but that's just another uh, notch in your belt for, <laughs> you know, another save Josh. Oh, you are so sweet. <laughs> so Josh and I actually had some um, issues arise during this time too, with his postpartum depression, where our marriage wasn't actually postpartum. I keep calling it postpartum depression, <laughs> parental postpartum I depression. Um, and we were having some issues and we weren't getting along and, you know, like, we, I don't necessarily think we were thinking about getting divorced per se, but this also like this affected our relationship as well. And I had postpartum depression. And so Josh is battling, you know, his depression as well. And so we were not getting along great at all. And we've been able to kind of find the communication boundary and that's been able to help us a lot too with our relationship in this because if i'm not having a good day i'm depressed like just yesterday was it yesterday i like cried and said i'm i'm Sorry. not in a good place i'm having a really hard time i don't know how i'm going to get out of it and so i think without that communication and that bad spot that we were in during the fullness of the depression for both of us that helped us too i mean we learned to, to talk to each other I right mean, Saturday. It was it's definitely Saturday. brought us closer together, I must say. Kind of figuring the depression thing out together. Sharing weaknesses makes you closer because right. you're dependent on each other. Yeah. So, uh, Saturday, I mean, if we hadn't had that conversation, if we would not have, you know, learned to communicate, uh, you wouldn't have come to me and said that. You wouldn't have said, hey, I'm in a really bad spot. Uh, I don't know what to do. Excuse me. You would have... Uh, I, I would have taken it as, well, I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you mm -hmm. were already kind of frustrated at me anyway. So I would have taken it as, oh, she's really pissed <laughs> at whatever small thing happened. Like, this is dumb. And that would have led to a fight. Right. Because I would have been in the wrong. But it would have led to a fight and gone downhill and spiraled out of control. And same thing for this morning. If I hadn't told you, hey, I'm not right, then you would have thought, well, the hell did I do? Right. We just woke up. It's six o'clock. Why are you mad at me? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I definitely think communication in this aspect is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, being an insider or outsider looking in, uh, <laughs> it's like Vicky, you Whatever, were battling. Alyssa, you're totally an insider. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, Vicky, you were battling your own demons and Josh was battling his own demons and y'all were just kind of separate about it. And then y'all finally decided to come together and it's like, okay, let's fight our demons together rather than, you know, by ourselves. Yeah. It, it was a big learning curve for us too, but 
it's definitely helped us. Just like I said, just being able to kind of tell the other when we're not having a good day, like when we need a break from the kids and without judgment is the thing. Yeah. Like I'm able to come and tell Josh, like, look, I cannot deal with these kids today. I have got to go to the back and take a break. I do not care what you're doing. And he's like, okay. I'll just shut the computer. Me and Lily will go outside. It, it doesn't matter. And then, yeah. Uh, and and I don't like to fight my battles with help, and that's a weakness of mine, I'll be honest. But I think that's a big issue for a lot of men, right, too. It is. It goes back to the whole thing. But knowing that you know that I'm fighting, it, it helps me uh, keep going and, and fight a little harder. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like knowing that, all right, she knows what I'm dealing with and your support. Like if you knew and you were just like, oh, whatever, you're just, yeah, you're not depressed. You're just a, a pansy. Like if you were doing that, then that would just, you know, belittle me and make me feel small. Correct. But, you're, you're not, you're the exact opposite. You want to help. And just having you in my corner is one of the biggest benefits that, uh, that I could, I could have. You have to have a level of like, I don't know, uh, vulnerability that a lot of people aren't comfortable with. Right. Yeah. So I always say this and especially to Alyssa too, um, or I have before in the past, not now, <laughs> but like uncomfortable conversations, you have to have those uncomfortable conversations to grow. And like, if your relationship or marriage is in a standstill and both of you are experiencing like what Josh and I went through, both of us having postpartum depression, basically at the same time, communication can really affect both of you for sure. Because, you know, he could be having a bad day, like Josh said, and I not know. And then I'm over here thinking, well, wow, he's just being a freaking a-hole and a D-word all day. And I'm like, what did I do? And really behind the scenes, he's battling an inner demon that I wouldn't have known about had we not had that communication. Right. <laughs> and I, I really think as couples, like everybody should check in with each other every now and again, just to be like, hey, how are you? Are the kids affecting you in any way? Is there something that I can help you with or, you know, anything along those lines to be able to help your partner so they can get through it? Because I mean, most people don't think to ask those questions and then it gets worse and worse and worse. And then it leads to divorce or it leads to, I mean, sometimes it's even worse than that. And yeah. people decide to take their own lives or anything along those lines. Right. So while we're here, Josh, you haven't ever had any, you know, suicidal thoughts or anything like that, yeah. huh? No. Cause that is a big, um, that's like one of the big depression yeah. symptoms is, I mean, you know, suicide. Right. Well, you asked how I felt when I realized that that's what I was dealing with. I know it kind of really scared like, me cause you know, I never want to be that like it's traumatizing to me. <laughs> like when you came to me and told me you had depression instantly in my head, I was thinking, Oh my gosh, you're not like suicidal. Right. Only because I just that can't imagine my question. life. I know. Yeah. I can't imagine my life without you. So I, of course, want to make sure like anything that I could do to help you to not ever feel that way that you need to take your own life would be like 100% my life journey to figure out if that was your issue, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, and, that's and it would, crazy. it would take a toll on you, Vicky, because you would think it was all your fault and never. Right. Known. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that happens to a, a few of my friends this year. That's happened to Alyssa, your friends too. Um, mm -hmm. Their significant other have taken their own life and it's so awful and so sad, but a lot of people are battling inner demons that other people just don't know about yeah. and it stinks. So Josh, do you have any advice that you could give other new dads? Uh, talk to somebody, talk to your wife, your significant other, your baby mama, um, <laughs> your your 
boss, your, your best friend, somebody that you trust that somebody that you can be vulnerable with. Right. You don't want to talk to somebody who's going to tell you you're being a big old baby and to suck it up. You definitely want to talk to the right person. Right. And speaking of advice, so you want to seek advice and something that affects someone uh, in sales, especially or depression, whatever you, we, when somebody is negative or critical it, it, and you're already dealing with all these emotions that you're not good enough, then it cuts you a little deeper. And one thing I'll say, it took me a long, a little longer to learn than it should have, but don't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't seek advice from. That's a, that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> it, it took me a lot longer than it should have to figure that out. Uh, and so I'll share that to help somebody else. So this, these, Random people that you will not see again, their opinion doesn't matter. Uh, the people that uh, are not going to do anything to help you when you really need it, their opinion doesn't matter. Uh, the people's opinion that matter are your family, your closest friends, and the people who care about you. Um, but more importantly, go talk to somebody. Right. Yeah. Just I mean, talk. Whether whether it be your brother, sister, cousin, I mean, anybody that will listen and help you, it doesn't exactly have to be your wife or your, right. your parents or anything like that. Just somebody that is there and close to you. You have to be able to be vulnerable in front of them. I've said that a couple of times and it's, it's, it's key. Otherwise you're just going to have a surface conversation and nothing's going to get fixed. If you can't really like lay yourself open in front of somebody and say, look, these are my weaknesses. This is where I have failed. For me, it was to Vicky. This is where I have in my head. She didn't see it this way, but I did. This is where I have failed you. Like that was hard. I think, and I think that, um, a lot of men and also women too, you know, when we get postpartum depression, we kind of feel like failures no matter what. And that's just like, the the thing i don't even know the word i'm trying to say the thing that society has placed over mental health yeah is you know if you have mental health problems no matter what it is yeah oh you're just crazy yep you're just crazy just and wrong. you something's wrong with you and you're just wrong and so when we're we're told you know you have depression or even as a mom like when we're told that we're instantly thinking like oh my god i'm not good enough for my kid and so I'm sure the same thing for you when they yeah. told you that you're instantly thinking, oh, well, now I have two kids and I'm not even good. Or at the time, now I have a kid and I'm not even good enough to raise her, right? right. Well, Which, I mean, that's nobody, that is my own. Right, your own thing. Self, my inner demon is telling me that. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, if I would, if right. I feel that way, I'm sure a lot of other moms feel that right. way. A lot of other dads feel that way Absolutely. too. Right. And it's okay to feel that way. We all suck. <laughs> we all make more mistakes than we do the right thing. Yeah. Sure. It's okay to not be okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's okay to it's okay to do the wrong thing as long as you try to do the right thing the next time. For sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for yeah. coming on and talking with us about this yeah, kind of a vulnerable topic. I could travel so far to make it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Alyssa had to walk outside. What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> I, hope, I hope to be reimbursed for this my travel. Okay. <laughs> thank y'all for having me on. I'm glad that uh, I could talk about it. I hope yeah. it helps somebody. I hope so yeah. too. Like, I hope this reaches a lot of people and that, you know, men can hear this and be like, you know what? I need, to, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. You're not alone guys. You're for sure not alone. If you're listening to this podcast, Josh is here. Shoot him a message. Yeah, y'all can, can talk to me too. If even strangers, I talk to strangers all the time. Bring right. On. Right. Well, thank you so much, Josh. All right. Bye guys.
Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. If you guys vibe with this episode, be sure to share it on Instagram and tag us at the Guacas Extra Pod so we can be super pumped with you. And also, be sure to go to Apple iTunes, search the Guacas Extra, and leave us a really great review. That would be awesome. Yes. Be sure to set your alarms for Monday morning because another episode is coming at you.